It's Monday, October 9th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Israeli troops engaged in fierce fighting into the early hours of Monday morning to regain control of swaths of the country's south after Hamas militants flooded in from Gaza, with the military struggling to reseal the border to further incursions. Throughout Sunday, the Israeli government was still working to evacuate civilians from towns and villages near Gaza, densely populated Palestinian enclaves, and authorities worked to treat hundreds of wounded civilians, recover the bodies of the dead, and try to determine how many Israelis were being held hostage. Iran-backed Hamas said it had been able to send additional men and weapons into Israel on Sunday, and it launched a fresh barrage of missiles from Gaza. At the same time, another Iran-backed militant group, Hezbollah, fired mortar shells and a missile at Israeli targets from southern Lebanon. The Hezbollah attacks raised the specter of a second front opening in the conflict as Israel prepared for broader strikes on militant targets in Gaza. More than 700 Israelis have been confirmed dead and 2,400 wounded, according to Israel's army radio. Meanwhile, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced Sunday that he has ordered American military ships, including an aircraft carrier and additional aircraft, to move closer to the eastern Mediterranean in response to Hamas's attack on Israel. Today, in response to this Hamas attack on Israel and following detailed discussions with President Biden, I have directed several steps to strengthen Department of Defense posture in the region to bolster regional deterrence efforts, General Austin said in a news release. The USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group includes the USS Gerald R. Ford Aircraft Carrier, which is the largest warship in the world, in addition to the Ticonderoga-class guided missile cruiser USS Normandy and four Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyers. Austin also announced steps to augment U.S. Air Force fighter aircraft squadrons in the region. USAF aircraft are going into bases in the Middle East where they will be available for operations against Iran. In other news, Russia is seeking to rejoin the Geneva-based United Nations Human Rights Council, defying Western nations' efforts to isolate the country over its invasion of Ukraine. Some UN diplomats and analysts say Russia is looking to exploit its control over wartime shipments of grain and sales of arms and energy to win support in a secret vote set for Tuesday. In addition to Russia, Albania and Bulgaria are vying for two seats representing Eastern Europe. There might be countries that are embarrassed to publicly vote for Russia, but if they're getting grain and arms and oil, they might vote with Russia, said Hillel Neurer, executive director of UN Watch, a nonprofit group that monitors the UN. For their part, Russian diplomats accuse the U.S. of unfairly supporting Albania and of twisting arms in Africa to obtain votes for the Balkan country. Back in the U.S., West Maui officially reopened to tourists Sunday, two months after a firestorm incinerated the town of Lahaina and killed at least 98 people. Not everyone is ready to welcome visitors with flower lays and open arms. 
When Hawaii Governor Josh Green announced last month that West Maui would fully reopen on October 8th, the backlash was immediate. Last Tuesday, dozens of protesters rallied outside the state capitol in Honolulu and delivered a box of signed petitions to Governor Green's office asking him to delay the reopening. Hawaiian officials face a difficult challenge weighing how to resume tourism on an island where roughly 40% of the gross domestic product is tied to visitors while also considering the still raw emotions of the thousands who were displaced from homes and who lost friends and family in the disaster. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.